I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Holy Gospel According to Mark One of the scribes came near and heard Jesus and the Sadducees disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearances say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. The coronavirus has changed our lives in big and small ways. The governor's order to shelter in place means we're spending a lot of quality time with the members of our household. For some, this means unlimited togetherness with your partner. For others, this means juggling work demands remotely while providing round-the-clock childcare. For still others, this means an unprecedented time of isolation and loneliness. This is a time of renegotiating our relationships, finding new ways to stay in touch, and fighting against our rising anxiety as our world slowly closes in around us. Perhaps more than any other, this is a time for sacrifice, for obedience, 
and for love. Jesus' contemporaries hotly debated the place of sacrifice, obedience, and love in Jewish law. For the priestly Sadducees, sacrifice was the heart of the law. For the pious Pharisees, legal obedience was the heart of the law. For Jesus, love was the heart of the law. Jesus was preaching his message in the iconic temple as pilgrims from all over gathered to offer sacrifices. Beware the teachers of Torah who love human approval and find things more than they love God. Their long robes hide homeless widows who sacrifice everything to fund their wasteful lifestyle. The heart of Torah is love, yet they compromise on love because their hearts are far from God. After Jesus sat down, he observed a widow coming up to the temple treasury. Her worn, patched robe swayed in the breeze, unhindered by any purse. With a clink, clink, she faithfully deposited what appeared to be two small copper coins worth a penny. But Jesus saw she put in far more than a penny. She put in her next meal. She put in her rent. She put in her prescription medication along with her upcoming medical expenses. If sacrifice was the heart of the law, few had sacrificed more. If obedience was the heart of the law, few had fulfilled it better. But if love was the heart of the law, she was most of all to be pitied. For the same God who commanded sacrifice and obedience also commanded that the people should love their neighbors as themselves. Loving our neighbors as ourselves isn't as easy as it sounds, especially when it requires sacrifice on our part. While social distancing measures were being implemented in many communities across the nation, college students packed together on the Florida beaches for spring break. I recently saw a string of interview clips on Twitter where glassy-eyed young adults shared their views on the coronavirus. If I get it, I get it. I've been waiting a long time for this trip. It's messing with my spring break and I'm here to party. They're the ones blowing this way out of proportion. They're the ones taking away my fun. What they're doing is bad. The one word that kept coming up in these clips was the word I. As Dr. Emily Landon reminded us on Friday, we aren't taking these precautions for the 80% who will be okay. We're taking these precautions for the 20% who won't. We're caring for Candace Palmerly, who treats a rare disease with medicine that weakens her lungs and trachea. We're caring for Aaron Kowalski, who lives with type 1 diabetes. We're caring for Chip Supinich, who is HIV positive, lives with pulmonary issues, and is undergoing chemotherapy. We're caring for all who take medication for psoriasis, Crohn's disease, asthma, and rheumatoid arthritis. We're not loving our neighbors as ourselves if we ask the vulnerable to pay a price we aren't willing to pay ourselves. Faithful neighborly love happens on our neighbor's terms, not on ours. If love was at the heart of the law, the kingdom of God was closer than anyone realized. An open-minded scribe overheard Jesus debating with some Sadducees in the temple. He was impressed with Jesus' answers, so he decided to ask a question that had been burning in his heart. Which commandment is first, sacrifice 
obedience, or love? Jesus replied, love. The excited scribe proclaimed that love gives more than any sacrifice or burnt offering ever could. How right he was. In a few short weeks, Jesus' own love for God and for his neighbors would lead him to embrace the cross. Love created the world and set Israel free from slavery. Love saw the widow and spoke prophetically on her behalf. Love willingly accepted limitations so others might have life. Love did not compromise even when that commitment led to the cross. Love is the heart of God's word. Love is the heart of God's law. And this scrappy scribe was someone who got it. Jesus assured him that he was not far from the kingdom of God. In another part of the world, a different Twitter clip showed neighborly love making connections in a quarantined Italian neighborhood. A young woman posted the clip of apartment buildings lining both sides of the street. Eight lanes of traffic and parking created what seemed like an unbridgeable chasm separating the buildings. Then someone started to sing. Residents gathered on their balconies or leaned out the windows on both sides of the street. More voices joined together in the popular Italian song. Soon the whole street was caught up in a song which overcame the forced isolation. For a moment, the chasm between the buildings grew a little bit smaller, and the people became a little closer together. For a moment, they tasted salvation from the loneliness of quarantine. It was a moment not so unlike our own. For a moment, God is gathering us as a holy community over Zoom. For a moment, God is feeding us like wedding guests at the word's banquet of love. For a moment, we taste the salvation which overcomes the greatest chasm of all. God is turning us towards one another, so God's love for us in Christ might be actualized through our neighbor's care. And when we hang up, God's love will continue to be actualized among us as we shelter in place, as we renegotiate our relationships, and as we find new ways to stay in touch. In Christ, the Lord our God loved us with all God's heart, and with all God's soul, and with all God's mind, and with all God's strength. In Christ, God loved us even more than God loved God's self. As we prepare to return to our shrunken worlds, I invite you to consider something Ethan taught me in mine. He's been showing me how to play again, a skill that adults lose far too often. The love of God is like this yo-yo. It is filled with potential energy. As long as I strangle it with my closed fist, God's love will not be actualized for my neighbor through me. But when my fist is opened, the yo-yo is filled with kinetic energy, and I become a conduit of God's love for my neighbor. God opens our fists at the banquet of love so that we might bear Christ to each other. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, 
please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Thank you.